Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 22 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, Joy, and MBG in the studio today. We're going to kick it off again this week like we did last week with a little March Madness talk. We're in the Sweet 16 coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll start with Casey. What were your takeaways from the first couple rounds, and what are you looking for here in the Sweet 16? What I came to realize, and now I'll preface this a little bit by saying that I am a kid born and raised in New Jersey. But what I'm realizing is that the state with the most self-pride, I think, is the state of New Jersey. Fairleigh Dickinson, Princeton. Uh, who else Who else from New Jersey won? Uh, <laughs> there was just a bunch of New Jersey teams that kind of took over the NCAA tournament. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's just been a lot of great games. I know you, you may have taken an early loss. Who's? I don't know. I didn't watch that one. But it's been a lot of fun, to be honest, especially when your team's not in it. I feel like... I feel like you can enjoy it more. I don't know. Well, you're you're enjoying it more than I did in the beginning. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joy, what about you? You know, I'm good. I didn't have super high expectations for Duke going into it, so an early loss really didn't damage my heart too badly. Um, I'm just really hoping Houston can pull out the whole thing. That's, that's what I'm rooting for at this point. No SEC teams, right? Um, no, I'm good if they don't win, especially <laughs> Alabama. God, please. Well, Alabama looks like they're clearly the best team. I know. Yeah, they do. Right? I, I mean, the other team I tell you who I think is playing as good as anybody is Arkansas. They are playing I mean, so well. Yep. It's almost like they slept walk, slept walk through the, the uh, season and now they're ready also to Also, almost um, like the SEC wasn't as bad in basketball as everyone thought they were. No, the SEC was very good. I'm oh, yeah, they were good. Yeah. You know, my, the funny thing that I, w- I want to ask you guys about is this whole narrative that's starting about Tennessee playing rough and tumble. I think Duke fans may have been a, a little bit complaining, but I don't know if they've – they know Rick Barnes from his five years in the ACC and 18 years or whatever it was at Texas. Like, that's – and five years at Providence. Like, that's his style. Yep. He wants to always, muck it up and always bloody you. Coach like that. Yep. He, he coaches like that in practice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought those, he was like that. I love yeah. that man, by the way. Those complaints about how Tennessee – I don't know if you guys saw the one – and I'm not even dunking on Duke because it was just one uh, – No, not, not right. right now. Not at this point in time. No, this this one time I'm not. It, was, um, it wasn't even a, <laughs> uh, on Twitter. It was like on Duke Basketball Report where – Basically, they said, you know, Virginia, Tennessee, you know, they just play really physical. And, like, how how far is the NCAA going to let it go before they do something to rein this in? I'm like, what, play defense? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, that's how you compete with a team full of five stars. When you've got, you know, a bunch of 21 and 22-year-olds who are grown men, they're going to get physical. I mean, that's, you know, that's the way the game is right now. And I know no one watched it, but the UAB played – in the NIT against Vandy, to, uh, it's tonight, which is Wednesday, and that's exactly what how they played too. They yeah. had a bunch of monsters that just like put their hands on somebody. And, well, I just I love the I love the narrative, but where have these people been sleeping for? Well, it's a clash of styles too that makes it fun, right? Like Absolutely. you know, you get teams you like to get out and run. That and listen, that's why I wanted to see us play Alabama, although Alabama's more physical than I gave them credit for, but. I thought it was going to be a fun matchup of styles. I still stand by if we beat Furman. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been disproven. <laughs> hey, well, San Diego State plays that same style. San Diego yeah. State plays that same style. I mean, you're still going to get – I mean, it's not as fun for you because it's not Virginia, but San Diego State plays that same style. I mean, they'll defensively they're as good as you'll find. Um, yep. I don't know offensively if they if they can hang with Alabama, but defensively they're about as good as there is. It's uh, That's going to be an interesting game. There's some great matchups yeah. tomorrow and Friday. Yeah. So 
So my thing was uh, just the wild swings of emotion. I mean, you know, Thursday we get knocked out just the most, I won't go into detail, but I mean, it's just brutal. You know, like our 50 year point guard, just, he just had a brain fart and threw the ball up for grabs. And then, you know, a guy who hadn't made a shot knocks down a three and we lose. I swore. I mean, the shot went in. I literally said, I'm not watching another game the rest of the tournament. The next night, of course, I'm out at a bar watching the Purdue game, decked out in UVA gear. <laughs> Purdue loses, and I've got strangers coming over and high-fiving me because they know, obviously here they know all about UMBC, right? And so, I don't know, man. It was just that, those wild swings. that makes That's what makes it so much fun. And I tell you who I would love to see win it is Kansas State. There are two Power 5 teams who have never won a national championship. Kansas State. Doing sport. Do you guys know the other one? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. So if Kansas State <laughs> can win the Natty, then our big rival will be the only. Oh, it's self-serving. Here. It's self-serving. Oh, it's totally self-serving. Although <laughs> Virginia Tech has a shot in the women's tournament, but that's the other. You know, that's the other narrative that would be cool. Frankly, is you know Virginia Tech and Kansas State both have a chance to win their first Natty in any sport. So and that women's tournament is is a lot of fun too. Yeah, I, I so caught myself fun. watching yeah. multiple games of that. Miami knocking off Indiana in both men's and women's. Shout out yeah. to yeah. Miami for knocking off the number one seed on LSU side of the bracket. I really appreciate. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to touch South Carolina, and it pains me to say, but I hope they do. The way that it's going, you never know. Well, you know I love South Carolina because of Dawn Staley, but I the, the women's tournament, seeing two number one seeds get knocked off in the first two rounds, that, I mean, that never happens, right? That makes it way more fun, you know, when, when you have more upsets. So On their home courts. To, yeah. It's even, yeah. yeah. It's with fun. the twin, with one of the twins that just got in Miami in trouble with NIL violations. That's right. Having their twins, she shushed the she crowd. Shushed the she crowd. shushed the crowd. When it's still a one possession game, by the way. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, they were like chanting, like stick to TikTok or something. <laughs> and the girl from Miami definitely walked, but it doesn't matter. They right. counted the shot. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to get too far in the weeds, right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Right. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our weekly segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot who did something particularly ridiculous or dumb in the last week. We'll take a vote, see who wins. Uh, we had another Twitter vote last week, and Casey won for the second straight week. His nominee, the NCAA Selection Committee, took home 47.9% of the vote followed by Joy's nominee of Ole Miss fans. who got 35.2%, and uh, MBG and I both – just got dunked on. I think we both had about 8% of the vote. So Casey is the first person to get two victories in a row. <laughs> I Casey, like it. Joy, and Hoos are now tied with two victories apiece. And uh, MBG, you have a participation ribbon so far. So, <laughs> Team right side of the screen over here. <laughs> All right, oh, Casey. Well. You got a chance to go three in a row, man. Who do you have this week? No. No, I'll, I'll just preface it by saying there's no chance I'm going three in a row because yes, I, know, I know a lot of our listeners may not like this one, including <laughs> the host of this show. My genius of the week this week is in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it is Kihei Clark. This man has been so steady for 35 years that he's been on Virginia's team, <laughs> and he's been absolutely a catalyst for uh, the national championship. With that being said, he should have known better. You don't throw the ball. Who's you're, you're a basketball coach. You do not throw the ball when you're trapped to the middle of the court. I don't know what he was thinking. Was he trying to throw it up like they do and, and waste the time, throw it to the rafters? I don't know what he was trying to do. But as soon as he made that play, I wrote it down. I told I told the Joy that it should be her genius of the week. Um, but, <laughs> and I said – and then I when I mean I had it, it. I had it immediately, uh, but 
I couldn't put it in, in our little pre-show meeting chat today. So I <laughs> oh, oh wait, so that's why you, you guys told me you were still thinking about it. your genius. <laughs> I really was still thinking about it because I had options and we may have had a little like, side chat point. going. If you're not using it, I'm using it. So I said, Well, you go ahead because I have options. Yeah, so everybody yeah. listening, we we go over who we're picking for genius of the week uh, before the show just to make sure there's no overlap. And for the first time ever, um, no one except for me knew who they were doing for genius of the week so i should have known something was up <laughs> hey clark is my genius of the week rest rest is uh or bless his heart i guess is the way that we say it yeah it? listen man um, he i got i got into it with a bunch of uva fans for i mean we went a natty with that dude and he you know he it was a terrible terrible play and people um, were saying that he didn't play defense he was the reason that they were in the game at the end with a couple huge defensive stops yeah he had and a we, play in the corner and we, and we missed two free throws team. in the last 30 seconds we, we didn't call a timeout i i don't know what he was trying to do i mean i i i yeah i've recovered he was the big dude he was a, he was running back towards the ball oh uh, yeah i don't know what Shedrick. he did, what yeah. he saw shedrick yeah but he had yeah. two dudes in the middle that were anyway. I don't want yeah. to rub it. Yeah, in it was, that's a good. Uh, I couldn't do it myself, but I I, I respect <laughs> I respect the nominee. Also, you're welcome. I'm <laughs> brutal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joy. Who do you have this week? Um, mine hails from the glorious Southeastern Conference. However, the Southeastern Conference 11 years ago, because my genius of the week, is <laughs> Newton who decided that um, after a year or more of not playing in the NFL, he needed to go to Auburn's Pro Day in 2023 to prove that he still belongs in the league. And I just think at some point you just got to let the college days go. You just got to stop riding it. Um, you were the first pick in the first round of the NFL draft your year, and you're not on a team currently. Something else is off, and no matter how many Pro Days you go to, something's still off. Um, and I just I, I can't believe that he would just show up and and do that. I'm just in utter and complete shock. You know, it is what it is. But he is my genius of the week. The lack of self awareness on Cam Newton is is incredible because incredible. He, he couldn't he couldn't succeed under Bill Belichick. Like now, it, it's got to you got to give it up. I think. Yeah, I mean, he could play somewhere, but he's not he's not a starter. You know, he's not a top thirty two quarterback. In the league, and I love the guy. He's so much fun to I watch. Too. Like, yeah, I mean, he, but he's not going to go somewhere and be a backup. So, yeah, it's that's that's a rough one. Well, he's going to go home. Yeah, but you show up at your pro day with right, him. right. Yeah. Not, not helping those receivers out either. I mean, it's not like you know he's not he was never the most accurate passer in the world. But and he no. fumbles. Yeah, I can't. Um, all right, MBG, who do you have? Well, I thought long and hard about this, but my genius of the week is me because I'm an idiot. I know last week we talked about Utah State and I started telling you that I didn't know if they were going to win, but I was lying. I really thought that they would win. Every year Utah State makes a tournament, I talk myself into thinking, oh yeah, they are going to win this year. This will be the year that they actually win. And they never win. And it's always the same thing that happens. They think they're going to win. They start slow. They get in the tournament like they're scared. They don't know what they're doing. They fall behind and they never catch up. But every year, I still think they're going to win, and they never do because I'm an idiot. And next year, I'll think the exact same thing, and they'll lose again. So I am a, the genius of the week. This is a clear ploy by MBG. 100%. I was about to say, this is a reach. This I'm is a runaway. Anything 70% of the vote. Talk about cheating. There's not that's the most blatant form I've ever seen. How is that cheating? God, you're pulling up people's heartstrings. Like I, yeah, I almost Please cried there. I've ne- I haven't won. I've got a participation trophy. Please help me. <laughs> Get out of here. I already yeah. voted for him, and it's not even out yet. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, for my genius of the week, I'm going with. Sports Illustrated writer Pat Forty. I don't know if you all are familiar with his work. Uh, in March of 2018, after we lost to UMBC, he wrote a hit piece calling UVA basketball a, quote, towering fraud. That's what initially kind of set me off against him. And he, he wrote in that article, it's over this idea that Virginia can win in March. 
this is 2018, 2019, we win the Natty. And he, he doesn't publish shockingly anything when we win the Natty. And we lose to Furman. It's, you know, listen, it's admittedly, it was a bad loss. He pops off again. He, he's now called our 2019 Natty a fluke and said it's the only thing keeping Tony Bennett from being a complete bust, which is just, it's crazy. I mean, Bennett's like one of what, six active coaches with a Natty. He's won six regular season ACC championships. He's one of three coaches to win ACC Coach of the Year four times. He's won National Coach of the Year. Meanwhile, Pat Forty is writing uninformed clickbait articles for a broke-ass publication that hasn't been relevant in 10 years. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> for that reason, Pat Forty is my genius of the week. Ooh. There's still for a lot the- of MBGs, that's for sure. That was heavy. For the record, Pat, if you're listening, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I I like Pat Forty. Pat Forty's always been very nice to me. I enjoy Pat, and I I do not support who's his nomination. You were in like the most his ass fiddle for me mood I've ever seen in my entire life. Pat Forty's voting for MBG this week. Yeah. My lord. Yeah. I'll admit that was a little harsh, but he came after my guy, man. You know, I got hey, you got to protect him. So should have toned it down a little, MBG, my bad. But <laughs> we still love him. The towering fraud thing, I just didn't take very kindly to. Um, <laughs> all right. The floundering publication was, was what got me. Yeah. Or what did yeah. you say? Weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually write it out. What I'm going to say, but that one I did. (laughs) All right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing another t shirt giveaway with Saturday's Count this week. You can find their merch at saturdayscount.com. The first two people to log in with the promo code MBG after the podcast drops on Friday can win a free t-shirt from the school of their choice. So remember there's only so many Saturdays make them count. Make sure you get in, get your free t-shirt first two. All right. MBG after groveling for votes for genius of the week. <laughs> what, what message for posts you have lined up for us this week? Well, as you might suspect, there were some good ones uh, following some of the NCAA tournament games. <laughs> and the first one is from an Illinois fan. Illinois lost in the first round to Arkansas, 73-63. Illinois was the ninth seed. Arkansas was the eighth seed. So I don't think they were really upset. But the fans themselves were upset after the loss. And there was a post on the Illini Inquirer by a poster named Fire Josh Whitman 1. And for con- <laughs> For context, John or Josh Whitman is the athletic director at Illinois. So after the game, Fire Josh Whitman 1 says, and you might be able to anticipate what this uh, message might be. (laughs) He says, after some of the worst tournament losses in NCAA history, this is no longer about sports. It's about the law. Realistically, all we can do, all we can hope for is an FBI investigation into Josh Whitman. Did he have personal connections with Brad Underwood? Did he receive kickbacks for the extension? What the hell happened to the money allocated to the hockey program? Best outcome would be an FBI HRT raid on Josh's house. Explosive entry, flashbang in the bedroom, <laughs> the agent's trigger finger reflectively tightening with hatred before the training and discipline takes over. At the thought of all the taxpayer money that was allocated to Josh and his cronies that could have gone to the agent's pension instead. Dragged out of the taxpayer-funded house with a bag over his head and in handcuffs. So... I know I've seen fans get upset with coaches and ADs after after a loss. We read these posts all the time. First time I've seen anybody want an, the FBI to raid the athletic director's home. Yeah, that's a wild level of anger towards someone I'd never heard of until I saw this post. <laughs> that was awfully descriptive, too. Yeah. Descriptive. This is like fan fiction, right? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely like dreamed this up in his head and then put it on paper. Oh, he's seen a lot of movies, FBI movies, before. He might not be happy that he was on Message Board Geniuses. 
ABG, you should watch your house. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> but I, I don't understand what what he is alleging was done that warrants an FBI investigation. Where's this the extra hockey money? Hockey program doesn't exist, obviously. Is it because is of the true. success of Ohio State and Michigan that they got in the playoff at, at that money? Like, where? What's this money? You know, oh, he seems to be pissed at Underwood, right? Which is super weird. I mean, first of all, these horrible upsets, uh, they were a one versus an eight, a four versus a five and lost, and a nine versus an eight. Those are the three losses the last three tournaments, um, (laughs) which I can tell you all is not that bad. (laughs) I mean, that's not pretty good. really. One versus 16 and two, four versus 13s in the last like five years. Um, and Underwood's been better than – I don't think they'd even made the tournament for like 10 years before Underwood got there. And if it wasn't for the COVID year, I think this would have been like the fourth year in a row they won it. They won the Big Ten tournament one year, which they hadn't done – I think they've only done like three times in history. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure who – I don't know any Illinois fans, but I, I'm not it. sure what they would be expecting. This, he's better than who they've had for a while. I think that's my problem is I don't know what the expectation is because of my lack of knowledge of Illinois fan. Yeah. I, I literally don't know any. I don't think I do either. Well, I mean, that probably tells you a little bit about what their expectations should be. Right. <laughs> Brad Underwood. We take uh, them Clemson. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of fans would take, uh, would take that, but not, not Illinois fans, apparently. Yeah, LSU would gladly take that. Yeah, I think most people would. So, speaking of disenchanted fans, you know, we heard from an Illinois fan, and we've we've mentioned Kentucky fans before. I think even last week we had Kentucky fans, but we've got another one. Kentucky lost to what, Kansas State, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And again, Kansas State was seated higher. Kansas it's a good State was game. A three. Yeah, yeah they were three. Kentucky was a six. Kansas State's and good. I mean, Kansas State's good, and I, I don't know if you watched that game, but uh, Kentucky, I mean, had a chance to win that game. They sure did. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a great game. Uh, in fact, they led most of the game and kind of just fell apart towards the end, which has this fan uh, understandably frustrated. Um, this is from IndyCat1995. He says, John Calipari, I'm asking you for a divorce. <laughs> when I first met you, it was truly love at first sight. You could do no wrong. Our honeymoon phase lasted longer than most. We had so many great moments early on with our best year being 2012. We had some lows too, but we always came back stronger. We never quite got back to the peak, but I always believed in you and defended you against the naysayers that said we wouldn't work. But then you changed or better put showed me who you really were. You are stubborn and refuse to do the things needed to repair our relationship. I don't think you want this anymore, and you are using the leverage you have in this relationship to suck the remaining joy out of me. I've I've wanted this to work for so long. I tried my best to hold on and told myself it would get better when deep down I knew this was it. But today I woke up and decided I don't want you anymore either. Dear John, it's not me, it's you. What a beautifully worded Dear John letter. <laughs> this guy is either a he's either a marriage counselor or he's <laughs> he's been through some rough some rough patches. Or he's been divorced four times. <laughs> yeah, what he doesn't touch on is that uh Calipari has a prenup that pays him forty million. So, um, <laughs> That's going to be the problem with the breakup, right? It's kind of hard to just walk away. I did kind of feel bad for this guy, though. He sounded like a battered wife. Um, I mean, he does, but like, for, and again, I did some research this week just because, you know, that's what I do. You got time? So, 14, yeah, 14 C. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any basketball to watch, so I had a lot of time to do research. You have time on your hands? Yeah. <laughs> My schedule freed up all of a sudden on Thursday. It's weird. Um, 14 seasons, 11 seasons with 25 or more wins, one season with fewer than 21 wins, four Final Fours and a natty. I mean, yeah, they've been down a little bit the last couple of years, but 
I'm pretty sure most schools would would take that. Yeah, I don't want this to be a running narrative, but we would take him at Clemson. <laughs> I'm starting to. Spin. Uh, I'm going to double down on that. We would definitely take him at LSU. <laughs> uh, I think he's got one of the top rated recruiting classes coming in next year too. So water is wet. Yeah, so they, right, right. Yeah, I don't. He's got uh, a ten year contract that stretches through 2029. So, uh, and apparently it's a lifetime contract. So right. that may even extend too. They're not getting rid of Calipari. Oh, Come on. Not. And why would, I mean, they were a two seed a year ago. Did, I don't know. Did you guys see that there was a GoFundMe uh, <laughs> to raise money for his buyout? Um, is this a new one? one? Or is this one of the ones that we talked about like a month or two ago? No, remember there this, was one. This, this popped up shortly after the game. The, oh, okay. the, one, the one problem in it was that the it was only for $10 million, and I'm not sure that they were aware that $10 million was not <laughs> going to buy out Chicago. <laughs> Five a year. Yeah. It's like eight it and a half years. It had $1,000 in it uh, last I checked, and then it disappeared. How much did the came from the guy who started it? Because remember the one we looked at, like after they lost to South Carolina, it was like, $150 and all of it had come from the guy who started. <laughs> it's like nobody else had actually probably come. all 1000. Yeah. <laughs> we need only need $52 million to pay his buyout. So the university can fire him. Right. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Me either. I love fans. <laughs> yeah. We've got I love a fans of really good teams that complain like this. Well, we've got quite a trend going with these first uh, few posts here. Oh, ironically enough, that um, that GoFundMe page is no longer found. Oh, it's gone already. Yeah, Yeah. campaign not found. You probably got that ten million right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) We just bought him a vacation home somewhere. Was it uh, Texas A and M where they were talking about collecting like uh, beer cans? That was uh, Iowa State. That was Iowa State. State. Recycle. Well, they had some stupid idea too. Oh, they had many ideas. They they had a lot of different ideas. Didn't they want to the ticket prices or something? Yeah, they had like a, yeah. a little surcharge on the ticket. Surcharge. Yeah, making Jimbo work in the cafeteria. I think that yeah. was washing uh, cars. Yeah, because I remember MBG said something about Jimbo slopping pinto beans onto a tray. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just it was perfect. A tremendous visual. Yeah, God, I'd love to see. <laughs> All right. So, before I read this next post, I want to ask you guys: What's the worst trash talk you've ever heard? Maybe an opposing fan base levy your way. I know for me, like the worst thing I ever hear is fans say, "Wow, where's your nine wives?" That's pretty much the extent of the trash talk that a Utah State fan fan gets. I don't know. What about you guys? I mean, Virginia Tech fans like to make fun of us for drinking Zima, which doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. So, <laughs> like, I told somebody about that recently, and they're like, "What the hell, Zima?" It's like exactly. Oh, they haven't lived until they thrown a grape Valley <laughs> Rancher into a Zima. It's very refreshing. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, I would say from our from our lovely feathered friends in the Midlands, they they like to call us taters. Coots and taters. Coots and taters. I don't know why I think that's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. But again, I'm too old now. Like it doesn't, nothing phases me. I'm a kid from Jersey. They call me Yankee all the time. So I just right. went out and bought a Yankee hat. So I'm like, I get it. I know. I just point to it. I know. You don't have to mine's, call me that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, mine's probably the fact that y'all think we smell like corn dogs. Don't say y'all. There's no y'all here. It's you guys. Joy, what about you? Is there anything worse than corn dog? I literally just said that. You're obviously not <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. No, we're leaving we'll that, that in. We'll we are that hand motion. It in. How rude. <laughs> he just zoned me out when I talk. He was watching Utah Valley play the NIT. Give him a, give him a break. I, I do have Utah Valley up there, and that's well, exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I literally said... Probably the fact that y'all think I smell like corn dogs. And Casey said, no, not y'all, MBG. And I said, yeah, MBG. And then you said, 
It was perfect, actually. Yeah, Casey, don't please don't cut that out. That was <laughs> splice that out and put it at the beginning. No, leave it exactly where it is. I could do that. Actually, no, you should leave it at the beginning. So everyone that feels bad for him when he pulls his old little <laughs> vote for me for genius of the week, everyone knows why no one votes for him. This crap right. <laughs> We're all turning against each other. This is perfect. Exactly a, what I was hoping for. It's a long day. <laughs> all right. So the reason why I bring that up is because there was a post on the Kansas State board where I saw some unique smack talk from a Kansas State fan levied at, uh, I guess, the SEC media or the SEC in general. And he says, this is on K-State Online. He says, they were talking a little bit about some of the disrespect I think that they were getting from the SEC media. And this guy says, this is exactly how SEC media is to us every time they play us. All they have is college sports and generational anger over losing the Civil War. Plus, they grow super mid crops. They're just <laughs> jealous AF and petty. First of all, we are petty. <laughs> Second of all, we Your crops are mid. To be treated, don't be coming at us. Well, I've what never heard crop? crop. I've never heard crop smack talk before. I mean, there's only one conference that should be talking smack about crops, right? The Big Ten. It's got to be the Big, Big Ten. Yeah, it's be the Big Ten. Yeah, you yeah. might have a little Nebraska Kansas rivalry with with some crops. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure what crops are grown in South Carolina peaches. Well, guess what? It's peaches. funny you should say that because I did some more research. <laughs> oh, so, hey, we really don't need Virginia to lose. Who I have a on his hands? <laughs> so I have a quiz to see how well you all know the state Damn for you Tony school. So, Casey, I'll start with you since you offered that up. What do you think uh, South Carolina's biggest crop is? I'll say peaches. Uh, corn. So, close. They're both sweet. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, only, only wait, the white wait. corn sweet. You're, you're giving a lot of leeway here. I think I'll, <laughs> I should be safe. All right. MBG, what do you think it is in Utah? I'm going to say alfalfa. Right. So you're, I'm going to say close again. It's hay. That same diff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then yes. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, joy. The only thing you've nailed tonight. Hey, I used to bail hay when I was a kid. And I'll tell that you, there's nice. no. There is no worse job in the world than bailing hay. How are it's your not even the first time I've heard you say that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've heard you say that before. It's the worst I bet job you got bulging biceps world. afterwards. <laughs> no, I'll just tell you, that is the worst job ever. Anybody that tells you that they bail hay, feel sorry for that guy. Whatever they're making is not enough. It's a, ter- <laughs> it's a terrible go. job. That, that's, that's the fourth Tick. I'm trying to get people to go bad for <laughs> poor hay baler trying to make a living. Hey, you get up at five in the morning, bailing hay. Cry me a river. Getting cuts in your forearms and we sweat. Don't just care. In the I'm telling you, that's Watch worst, the worst ID. <laughs> I feel bad for you, MBG. <laughs> I don't. I finally have the energy to get you back for the week that you tried. All right, so Joy. (laughs) Speaking of petty, Joy, what do you think uh, Louisiana's? What do you think Louisiana's biggest crop is? I'm tied between two, but I'm gonna go sugar cane. I'm sorry. The answer is corn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I didn't even look it up. I just had to have known it was coming. Yeah, I was a little bummed yeah. you guys touched on the corn dog thing before that. I'm like, damn, my joke's not gonna rock now. So, can you imagine all day on the field picking corn dogs? <laughs> it's terrible job. It's delicious. <laughs> do, you, do you pick you them? Them? Three, that's for sure. It's soybeans. <laughs> just FYI, it's no, soybeans. It right. Interesting. Just, just to kind of just wouldn't pick guess up. that one. Corn was second, which is there. You go. Fitting. There you go. Really? Wow. And the number one pet for households in Louisiana is dogs. <laughs> so corns and dogs. This is just now a fun fact podcast. <laughs> Law fun last fact. week. I fun hate facts it here. this week. <laughs> hey, 
By the way, have y'all seen Vote the for Kansas State uh, mascot by any chance? Yeah, Is it that wildcat? It's terrifying. Yeah, it's Willie the wildcat. It's just a human body with the giant mascot head. It's really disconcerting. I don't know. Maybe it looks like a mascot. Like, no. It looks like a mascot from like the 1940s. Yeah. And just totally. like that, that giant head on a regular human body. Yep. You got it. Uh, all right, I was the stand. mascot in high school, and we had just the pirate head too, like that. Wait, you were a mascot? I was. I was the mascot in high school. Why does that not surprise me? Wait, it, it totally does and doesn't for some reason surprise me. So you were a pirate? Yeah, because Seton Hall. I went to Seton Hall Prep, which is the was on the campus at one point of the university. And I, we were at originally the Pony Pirates, which you could imagine the rival schools really like to latch on to that one. Uh, but then after they, they went off campus of the university, they just went back to just the Pirates again. And I had the Pirate Head. And during our state championship soccer game against our arch rival, we won. And I left the Pirate Head because it came off in the ruckus. And another team had their players there they stole it it became this huge huge event i got called into the ad's office the next day and was in trouble my dad happened to be the dean of discipline so he gave me demerits and detentions and uh yeah but it was a lot of fun to be the pet the mascot outside of that day was that your last imagine. day as the pirate it was it was, was your it? last day <laughs> was it really it was, it was. I would imagine the only rule, really, when you're the mascot is don't lose the mascot head, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, because they had this, like, blue, like, get-up body thing that I never wore. I just threw the head on all the time. And you got yeah, one so job. Don't lose had... the head. Yeah, you got you had one job, sir. Did it have an eye patch? Was it a real pirate? It did. It did it's have a... an eye patch. Nice. Yeah. Authentic, baby. Oh, it was old, too, from, like, 1945. It was It was. It was authentic. <laughs> Ugh. All right, let's stay in the SEC. You know, there was some, I guess there's been kind of ongoing commotion at Alabama. And as you may know, um, Nick Saban made some statements over the weekend that was kind of were kind of perceived as being a shot at Nate Oates in the basketball program. And apparently Alabama is now a basketball school, so that upset some of their fans that Nick Saban would um, – um, make such a statement towards the basketball program. So in response to his statement, this poster on Bama Online, TDC Man, he said this. He said, truth is that Saban is just off the rails mentally and has been for a couple of years now. I'm very worried about how far the football team will fall before the powers that be realize that he's just not that guy anymore. Now we have to worry about him taking the basketball team down too. He's become a total ego-driven gaff machine. What a disaster for the university. And so did, I just want to read for you this uh, mentally off-the-rails statement that Nick Saban made. And gee, tell me how insane this sounds. <laughs> he said, everybody's got an opportunity. And this is in response to Tony Mitchell, who got caught in the car with like a bunch of drugs and cash and guns, right? <laughs> And was he flying says, 141 miles per hour away from the police. What's so the this is this is the this is how mentally unstable Nick Saban was that he actually said these words. Everybody's got an opportunity to make choices and decisions. There's no such thing as the wrong place at the wrong time. It is what it is, but there is cause and effect when you make choices and decisions that put you in a bad situation. How insane was that? <laughs> I mean, mental hospital coming next. Could you imagine like I, that? What kind of a crazy person made a statement like that? That's worth an FBI raid for sure. <laughs> Do you all think that was intentional or not? The choice of words. Oh, I mean, come on. There's no way that was not intentional. That's what I think, man. I mean, he doesn't do or say anything without i mean that's why he's so good right like yeah i think he's so good that he's kind of saying like this is how you should have done it right i think nate. so too. not like you're a jerk nate but like, yeah i think he's like watch done. and learn buddy yeah 
Whereas most Alabama fans are saying, no, he, he doesn't pay any attention to the basketball program. He has no idea what's going on. I'm like, everybody in the country knows what's going on. And he definitely pays attention. Well, I mean, ironically it, enough, Nick Saban decided all of a sudden today of all days, he was going to go visit and hang out with the Alabama basketball team for, exactly. their, for their next trip. I'm like, because oh, I'm sure that this was all just like, this is just how the crook- cookie crumbled. Right. Like, it's a good PR move if, if that was a PR thing to just have them there, too. Also, how insane is it that they didn't make the playoff for the first time in how many years? And now, because of that, like Nick Saban's off the rails and is a completely ego driven guy. Okay, first of all, he is ego driven, but I don't know a really successful college football coach that's not. Every um, P5 coach is an egomaniac. Yeah, like, they're, all, they're all narcissists. Yeah. What, it's what it thing, is. Huh? Um, but I'm like, like y'all had a down year, and your down year was still better than 99% of college football programs in the country. But because y'all didn't win a national championship, he's off the rails, and you have completely become a basketball school. I, they are the most insane fan base I have ever seen in my entire life. What's funny is he's he's already conceded the fact that Nick Saban apparently has just trashed the football program, and now he's worried that Saban also is going to destroy the basketball program too. Like yeah, he's going to bring the, the whole the athletic department down. Class in history. <laughs> the, the guy that's kept your athletic department afloat for the right. last how long, and now yep. all of a sudden you think he's going to bring it down because he made that insane statement that you need right. to be care- careful where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah. Don't have a bunch of guns and drugs and drive 140 miles an hour. That's bad. Ooh. Rain it in. <laughs> Again, I don't mean to keep coming back to this and beating this dead horse, <laughs> but we would take him as a defensive analyst at Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive analyst. Down because we will burn our football program to the ground before he ever works for us again. Oh, Joy. You tell me that if Nick Saban knocked on your door and said, hey, I'd like to be the head coach at LSU, you'd say, take a hike. If he's knocking on my door and saying, I want to be the next head coach at LSU, I'm going to be like, sir, I'm going to need a solid 10 mil just right now, right off the bat, before we can even discuss it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing personally. He'll give it to you too, probably, because he's, I, I would, he's crazy. I would take, I would take Saban. I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. I would take him in a heartbeat, man. I'll let him coach battle. our basketball team. Yeah, I mean, what what were their two losses by this year? Was it a total of like four points or something insane? Yeah, Tennessee like by one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the two point conversion at LSU. Yeah, and uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. I mean, he's like four points away from going undefeated. <laughs> but literally, he's like, it's like LSU. He's one play away in yeah. overtime. Like if right. LSU doesn't go for two and get it, they win the game. Yeah. Apparently, Nate Oates is king in Tuscaloosa now. Yeah, so the football program is done after that. Well, he allows indiscretions without yeah. any problem. Just wrong place. Boys being boys. Wrong place, wrong time. There was a long article about Brandon Miller, and I have eased up on my stance on him that after reading that long, long, long article, but I'm like still based on the facts that Nate Oates had when he did all those press conferences, he still sounded like a moron. And he I handled it terrible. I agree. Terrible. Yeah. He just, hand, he handled it poorly and he handled it differently than Saban would have. Which is why Saban handled it the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. God bless Nick Saban. I read that article too. And yeah, I agree. Retiring next like it's, year. I feel less, angry about the Brandon Miller thing, but I still think it was just handled. I, I think they did him a disservice, frankly, by handling it the way they did. I think they made it more difficult for, for Miller. I 100% um, agree. If Nate would have been like, yeah, this is messed up, call Miller in your office and say, look, we're going to suspend you for a game. It's not that big of a deal, but it'll get everyone off of our backs and it'll get everyone off of your back. And then maybe you don't have to have armed security guards walking him around everywhere because his safety is being threatened. Y'all did that to him. They didn't do that to him. Yeah. Y'all did that to him. This is a weird day, man. Joy and I are agreeing on stuff. MBG's out there talking about bailing hay and watching <laughs> watching the NIT. And I decided to be nice and not hurt you, Dan. Yeah, um, yeah. Genius of the week. This is like a one-off podcast. Even though I have been doing a little bit of like, you have a lot of time on your hands. That's <laughs> all right. I deserve MBG, that. again. Well comedy in threes i know this is the fourth time we'd hire you at clemson to bail hey <laughs> i'm not doing it again i have never that's one job i will never do again i don't, I don't think care. i've ever heard you that passionate before we'll hire you to bail corn dogs <laughs> okay now you're talking 
but not as itchy or scratchy. What right? condiment yeah. do you put on your corn dogs? I don't eat corn dogs. No. So I, I have a palate of a toddler, so mine is ketchup. <laughs> Sophisticated. Right. All right. Well, there's only. Oh, go ahead. Who's? I was going to say, Casey. What do you? I, MBG. Did you say you don't eat them? Was that you, or was that Casey? Uh, yeah. I haven't I had one you. probably since I was 14, but it was ketchup at the time. I have purchased them in the last six months. <laughs> My palate is far too sophisticated for corn dogs. Says the man that ordered chicken at the sushi restaurant. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going at you tonight. I'm sure. sorry. All right. Sorry. There's, only one, there's only one way to end, end this podcast, and I think I got a good one here. This is a little outside the box because this is not a message board post. I think it would have been a message board post if this particular individual could have figured out how to use the internet a little better. Um, <laughs> but this was a Facebook post that was made to a Rutgers fan forum. Um, and it's in the form of a handwritten note that looks more like a ransom letter. And then this person took a photograph of the handwritten note and posted it on Facebook. <laughs> And I'm going to do my best to read it because it's in some old man handwriting. I may screw up a little. But this was after the first uh, round NIT loss by Rutgers. And it starts off. First off, let me point out that this is written in. Some of it is written in black marker. Some of it is written in red marker. Some of it appears to be written in black ballpoint pen. Some of it in blue ballpoint pen. And then a small portion in red ballpoint pen. Right. So well, you got to sign used, it in blue. <laughs> he took all the pens out of his desk drawer to draw to write this letter up, and he says, "This effective Tuesday, March fourteenth in twenty twenty three. I, Arthur, am no longer a one hundred percent Rutgers athletics fan, etc. Following the Rutger University Scarlet Knights." A men's basketball team lost to Hofstra Pride in an opening round NIT matchup at Jersey Mike's Arena. Final <laughs> Hofstra 88, Rutgers 86, OT. Record 19 and 5, 10 and 10 in conference. 8 and 3, 1 and 1. I don't know what that means. With start two thirds through the season ends with worst loss of 2022 2023 and lost. <laughs> 10 of 11 games of three wins and eight losses. Atrocious, just about, unforgivable, total crap, exclamation point, exclamation point. Good start, ranked, many will say much. 54 years for me, that's it. Best of luck, Arthur. From you Tom Trevor. From, from Tom's River, yes. You really have to see this. So go on my Twitter to look at this. You have to see it to appreciate it. But this is a handwritten resignation note. My biggest question this is, he's been a Rutgers fan for 54 years, and this is what did it? <laughs> An NIT loss to Hofstra? <laughs> this is, he must be a listener of our show, too, because th this is the sternly worded letter. It's probably going to be sent certified mail. Right to Steve, um, what's Steve Peichel, the head coach? I don't know, mm -hmm. it's not Steve, but it's Peichel is the head coach. For I thought Rutgers. it was going to go to Elon. Uh, I'll tell you, if I so got a letter in the mail, if I got a letter in the mail that was written with five different types of pens, that would scare the crap out of me. Oh, you're touching this on the edges so you don't, you know, get any of the fingerprints <laughs> off of it and calling the police if you get this in the mail. I mean, he had a little he had a little picture. Is that a scarlet knight on the picture? I like don't know what that is. This thing is deranged though. I mean <laughs> You might have to repost this one, MBG. Yeah, this is the visual of this one. Um I would have thought somebody from the Harvard of New Jersey would be able to spell unforgivable. That was one thing I was a little bit surprised. And as about. a former English teacher, the, the the ellipses, he was using four dots. There's only three. <laughs> you don't like even if you're trying to accentuate the, the pause, it's still he really only meant three. those ellipses. He was very serious about those. Uh, that was the least problematic thing I saw in there. <laughs> extra period on the ellipses, but I mean, you know, if that's what concerns you about it, Casey, I suppose that's all right. There was the, just a uh, lot of them. 
I, you, Casey's going to call the FBI and be like, hey, I got this letter. It's real strange. This guy used four periods on the ellipses. I and I wanted to break to out my red him. pen, but he already <laughs> used it. You guys need to look into this clown. Yeah, do you have a profiler, someone who can uh, look into people who use an extra ellipses, period? <laughs> I'm sure there's a special unit. MBG, you're right, though. It's weird that this guy got broken, right? Because they've made the tournament four times since 84. So basically 40 years, twice in the last three years. This is like the golden age of Rutgers basketball. And somehow an overtime loss in the NIT just pushed poor Art right over the edge here. Poor Art. Uh, he, lived, Art. he lived through the – there's been some lean years in that, yeah. that school, Yeah, athletics-wise. I do love that he ended this – deranged note with best of luck and red pen at the very end. It's like he couldn't help himself. So my guess is he's coming back in the fold before football season starts. That would be my guess. I would agree with you. Art will be back. Art ain't going nowhere. He's been around for 54 years. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, unless he gets picked up by the FBI uh, <laughs> between now and then. Hard to change your allegiance at this point in time. Yeah. I did some research and Rutgers – Season football tickets. Because you also had time. Can you, I didn't really do research. I was trying to find it while I was talking. This but it is was, during the show. But you messed me up. $99. You can get them at Costco. I can't even get Utah State tickets for 99 bucks for a season. Well, plenty of good seats available there at SHI Stadium in Piscataway, New Jersey. Art doesn't know how good he's got it, man. He'll learn. Poor Art. <laughs> this is Snooky live in Tom's River. Do you want to know the real answer to that? <laughs> I'm just sad that I know that. I, she I lives in the same town as my parents. Which Does is, she really? Which is Florham Park, New Jersey. Yes. Do they ever run into her? She has a shop in downtown Madison, New Jersey called the Snooky Shop. They have not run into her, but friends of mine have. Oh, is that right? She moved to North Jersey once she got married and sophisticated. She moved away from the Seaside Heights area of New Jersey, apparently. Once she got fancy. But I still, I used to fist pump my way through high school and grammar school, so I'm sure she's still doing it. <laughs> hey, you think he was dressed up as the mascot and was it fist pumping his way through there? <laughs> In my Z Cavaricis? you damn right. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Uh-huh.